peaches, apples, and other forbidden fruit. Written and read by Jam Girl. Chapter 4 Far From Home When Saturday evening rolled around, Zira was amped up on restless energy, waiting for Crowley to arrive. She had told Crowley to wear something comfy, which was what her plan was as well, so it shouldn't have mattered at all how she looked. But this was a new friendship, so she wanted to look good. She changed three times, finally settling on one of her favorite sets of PJs. Frilly edged short sleeves and shorts that were covered in little owls with nightcaps. She had put on some fuzzy socks that matched well and then focused on fussing over her hair. She could put it in a pony or braid it or leave it down. It looked best down. She could just pin back some of the top and then, if she wanted to do something else with it, she always could. But the important thing was to start off with the right impression. Right? Zira's fears were alleviated almost as soon as she opened the door for Crowley. She heard a sharp intake of breath and saw Crowley's eyes widen. She wasn't sure what to think at first. But then Crowley spoke. You, um, you look really cute. Thank you, Zira said, smiling wildly. Crowley sounded and looked nervous, and Zira couldn't understand it at all. Maybe she had had the same fears as Zira and was worried about how she was dressed? but she looked completely adorable with black double-rolled softies and a David Bowie v-neck. How Crowley could possibly find Zira intimidating of all people when she herself consistently looked like the love child of an Irish goddess and an edgy rock star. Zira couldn't fathom. Zira stepped aside to let Crowley in and Crowley started babbling. It was funny. Crowley seemed to be like Zira in a lot of ways, despite how opposite they seemed from first glance. I wanted to bring something, and I wasn't sure what, Crowley was saying. At first I thought wine, but I couldn't very well cross campus with a bottle of wine, could I? And I didn't know if you drank wine. And even if you did, I'm not even sure how I would have gotten any since I don't have a car on campus. You were also under 21, Zira stated. Yeah, but... Curly coughed. Never mind. Zira raised an eyebrow at Crowley. She assumed Crowley was implying she had a fake ID, and perhaps had indulged in her fair share of illicit alcohol. But she didn't press. Crowley didn't respond to the eyebrow quirk. Anyways, 
since we were watching a movie and I could walk to that little canvas convenience store, I thought candy could be good. And you wouldn't believe what they had. Crowley held up two movie-style candy boxes she had been holding. One bunch of crunch and one raisinettes. Appearing very proud of herself for such an acquisition. I figured you liked chocolate, you know, because of the Chips Ahoy that one time. Zira felt heat crawling up her neck. I cannot believe you remember that. That is so embarrassing, she said, twirling her hair nervously. But yes, I do like chocolate. And I love both of those. So, good choices. She smiled past the heat in her face. There was no reason to be embarrassed. She was being ridiculous. Um, I was looking up places to order from, and there aren't really a lot of options. I think it's either pizza or Chinese food. Either is fine with me, Crowley said. So, whatever you want. Zira bit her lower lip. I think I would prefer Chinese. I'll pull up the menu on my laptop, and you can look with me. Zira climbed on her messy pillow and stuffed animal-covered bed and scooted to the side, gesturing for Curly to join her on it. When Curly got into the bed, she hovered an inch away from Zira, looking with her at the computer open on the bed in front of them. Their arms were not touching, but Zira could feel Crowley's body heat. It made Zira feel tingly, and she could feel her arm hairs standing up a bit. Swallowing and trying her best to ignore whatever this odd sensation was, Zira focused on the food menu. Zira ended up mostly directing the food choices since they decided to share, and since they had to order at least $25 worth of food to qualify for delivery. So they got lo mein and sesame chicken and Mongolian beef and a big order of crab rangoon on Zira's insistence because she was unreasonably obsessed with crab rangoon. Zira paid for everything out of her desire to be a good host and because she was the one who called the restaurant. Crowley protested, insisting she pay instead. You brought the movie candy, Zira said. Yeah, but that was like nothing. It's easier to pay together. You can pay next time. Next time? Zira gave Crowley a confused side glance. Why would she be surprised about there being a next time? They were in the same pledge class, after all. Did she not want to get together again? Zira thought they were hitting it off. But, no. The way Crowley sounded was more like she hadn't dared hope they would become close friends. Yes, Zira assured. Next time. We at least have to watch Emma after you finish the book, remember? 
Yeah, Crowley said. She was very smiley after that and seemed to become more comfortable, which in turn made Zira more comfortable. Goodness gracious, making new friends was awkward. When the food came, they talked and laughed about all manner of things, and Zira could feel herself practically glowing in the face of friendship and a full tummy. The food was so much better than dining hall food. Hot and sweet and savory and full of flavor. And probably too much salt, but Zira couldn't care about that. And Crowley was funny and witty, and she would go off on the hottest tangents, but they just made her more entertaining. And how is it possible that someone as perfect as Crowley could possibly exist? And more than that, how is it possible that she was in Zira's room, in Zira's bed, teasing her like they were the best friends in the world? Their takeout containers abandoned and tossed aside to Zira's desk, they found themselves sitting up on Zira's bed and leaning against the wall, curled up in Zira's many soft blankets, and continuing to talk, despite the fact that they were supposed to be watching a movie. Hey, is your life, like, exactly like Steel Magnolias? Curly asked. What? Of course not. We do have a magnolia tree in our yard, though. So your life is exactly like Steel Magnolias. I hope not. That's a sad movie. Yeah, that movie sucks. Hey, don't insult Steel Magnolias. It's sad, but it's still a classic. I was in the play in high school, you know. Wait. You performed in a play version of Steel Magnolias in high school? Like on a stage? Yes. Is that such a shock? I just didn't peg you for the acting type. Spotlight and all that? Well then, Zira said defiantly, maybe you just don't know me that well. Mm, that's sad. What is? That I don't know you that well. That made Zira blush, and she wasn't sure why. She looked away and pushed the blankets off of herself, carefully sliding forward and stepping off of the bed. She kneeled at her bedside, pulling out the plastic tub containing her DVD collection from underneath her bed. It was mostly Disney and romantic movies. Well, are you interested in any of these movies? Zira asked. Crowley, who was in a blanket cocoon, squirmed across the bed and poked her head over to look, her red curls bouncing around her face. I don't want to watch anything animated, she declared. All right, then. What about these other movies? Crowley looked like she was considering, eyes passing over the DVD spines. I don't think I've heard of any of them, she said. 
Zira gasped in shock. How could she not have seen any of Zira's movies? Zira lived off of these rom-coms. Well, you are just going to need a proper movie education, aren't you? We'll start with a classic. One of my favorites, Zira said, pulling out When Harry Met Sally. More classic than Steel Magnolias? You know what? I think they were made around the same time. You like old stuff, don't you? These movies aren't even that old, Zira complained, pushing the tub back under the bed and getting up to retrieve her computer. Anyways, this here is the pinnacle of rom-coms, and it's not at all sad. So you will be glad to have watched it, I think, Zira said confidently. After popping the DVD into her laptop, Zira propped up several pillows and settled herself under the covers, indicating for Crowley to do the same. Crowley seemed to hesitate, but she let go of the blanket cocoon and crawled across the bed to get under the covers at Zira's side. Crowley must have been cold, because she snuggled up to Zira as Zira balanced the laptop on her knees setting the movie player app to full screen. This was a movie Zira absolutely loved, so she got very drawn into it. She and Crowley shared the candy, though Zira thought maybe Crowley let her have more of it. She didn't complain because Crowley had happened to get two of her favorite candies. Zira could have easily watched the movie on her own, but there was something about having a friend there to comment and laugh with. It was the perfect Saturday night. As the credits rolled, Zira found that she was crying. As many times as she had seen that movie, the end always got her. Are you okay? Crowley said, though she was teasing. She gave Zira a playful little shove. Zira wiped her tears away. I want a man to love me like Harry loves Sally, Zira said wistfully. She felt Crowley stiffen next to her. Crowley didn't say anything for a while, and Zira wondered if something was wrong with her. When she did say something, it was soft, in a very small voice. Does it have to be a man? Zira felt her heartbeat quicken. It wasn't that she had never thought about it. In fact, she had thought about it much more often than was warranted, considering how ridiculous it was. She didn't know when the first time a panic came over her was, but every now and then, one happened. Something or other would set it off, and she would have an internal panic about her sexuality.
Was she a lesbian? If she was, what would that mean for her? And her laugh. She'd always dreamed of a husband and a house and babies. And then there were her parents. She honestly had no idea how they would react. Such topics were totally taboo in her family. But she had a guess. Macon didn't exactly celebrate homosexuality. And her father was a Republican mayor, for God's sake. She did know her parents were quite happy with her two older sisters and their husbands, and the babies they had started popping out as soon as the vows were said. All of this would run through her head rapid fire, and then a very important detail would come up and remind her why it was so completely absurd. She lacked men. She definitely lacked men. She was sexually attracted to men. She was absolutely sure of it. To confirm this to herself, she would think of the swoon-worthy male leads from her favorite movies, or the boys at school she liked, or the feeling of a boy's flat chest against her during a really good hug that made her just a little bit red-faced. All of this meant that whatever effect some girl had over her had nothing to do with sexual desire and everything to do with jealousy. That was that. Crisis averted. Nothing to worry about here. She had taken too long to respond, and Crowley was scrambling out of the covers and flinging herself out of the bed like it had burned her. Crowley, Zira called. She realized then that Crowley herself must have been gay, as Zira's lack of response was looking an awful lot like judgment. I'm sorry if I made you uncomfortable, Crowley said from his standing position a few feet away. She was hugging her arms around herself like she was the uncomfortable one. Oh, no, Crowley, I didn't mean to. I mean, it's totally fun if you are. I should probably go, Crowley said, moving towards the door. Zira hopped up and caught up to Crowley, grabbing her wrist before she could leave. You can't just walk across campus in the dead of night like this. You could get raped or murdered or something. Crossed on a cracker, Crowley. At least call the campus van service. Crowley sighed. Okay, she resigned. And wait with me on the bed. You know it's going to take a while for them to come, and I know you were cold. Crowley begrudgingly returned to the bed and crawled onto it, pulling her legs to her chest. Zira draped a blanket over her shoulders as she called the van service. Once she was off the phone, Zira sat next to her.
Crowley, I'm sorry I responded the way I did. It wasn't a judgment on you, I promise. Your sexuality, whatever it may be, doesn't bother me in the slightest. Wow, that really makes me feel better, Crowley said, her voice thick with sarcasm. Zira knew she was just being snippy because she was hurt, so she ignored her. I was just thinking about my response. It's not something I've really talked about before, and the thing is, I've thought about it, but I've always come to the conclusion that I like men. So, yes. I guess the answer is, it has to be a man. You can like men, and also like women and other people, Crowley mumbled. Zira didn't know what other people Crowley was referring to, but she also recognized that, being from Macon, there were probably a lot of things she didn't know. And she didn't want to sound bigoted, so she didn't comment. I do, Crowley continued, her chin resting on her knees. You do what? Like, you know, all kinds of people. You mean you're a bisexual? Zira knew what bisexuality was. She wasn't an idiot. There was a part of her, deep and sad, that understood it better than she ever cared to admit. But she had become skilled at burying that part. On the surface, she bristled at the idea. It was something people said when they didn't fully want to admit they were gay. That, or it meant they were overly into sex, and those descriptions certainly didn't fit Zira. Not that this was about her. This was about being a supportive friend, whatever transitional period Crowley may have been going through. Yeah, Crowley said. I mean, no. I prefer Pan. Pan? What on God's green earth was Pan? Like the cooking spray? Crowley must have seen the utter confusion on Zira's face, because she continued. Pansexual? It means I'm attracted to people and not their genders. Oh, Zira said dumbly. Well, she started slowly and carefully. I want you to know that I support you and... Crowley cut Zira off. Look, Crowley said, as fun as this super awkward conversation has been, I think I should go downstairs to wait for this van. Okay, Zira said. Crowley shoved the blanket off of herself 
And Zara followed her to the door, where Crowley was pushing her feet into her converses without bothering to untie them. Crowley? Crowley looked back at Zira. Zira wanted to hug her. She wanted to say all manner of things. Please don't think poorly of me. Please stay my friend. Please be my best friend. We were meant to meet. I can already feel it. Don't let my stupid mouth ruin it. Instead, she just said, See you at initiation? Yeah, Crowley said. Then she gave Zira a funny look. Christ on a cracker? Zira smiled as she rolled her eyes. Stay safe, Zira said. She felt relieved. Teasing was a good thing. They were still friends. Right? Right?